Hello, everyone, and welcome to Saving Minds, the podcast that uncovers the best of what's new in the search for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease treatments. I'm Shanti Skiffington, your host, and standing in for my co-host today is Dr. Jim Kupik. Uh, We've had him on our podcast in the past, and today we're going to be chatting about some recent good news about aducanumab. Uh, This is the drug candidate that's expected to be the first treatment for Alzheimer's disease, uh, and they had some big news this week. Its developer, Biogen, had announced that it's opened its regulatory filing for the drug candidate, which means they've started the submission to the Food and Drug Administration. Jim and I are going to discuss some of these details, um, explain why it's great news for our community, and also Um, explain why it's also great news for developers of second-generation therapies, uh, which are poised to work even better than aducanumab. So, Jim, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Shanti. Thanks for uh, having me back again. I appreciate it. Well, we're thrilled to have you back, especially to um, uncover a little bit of background behind this news, because Mm -hmm. investors didn't react to this news as positively as as I would have expected them to react. Mm-hmm. So um, I know the entire Alzheimer's community is watching this particular drug very carefully and investors are watching carefully, um, but they missed it. They, they kind of missed the positives. So I'm wondering if you can shed some of your background as a physician um, to sort of elucidate some of the key reasons why this was, in fact, great news, albeit delayed news. Um, and just kind of take us through that. Mm, certainly. So first, I think some of the investors missed the significance of Biogen's announcement that their BLA, which is the Biologics li- License Application for Adicatumab, had in fact already started as a rolling review. And this is really good news. The and so the BLA, just to interrupt, yeah, the yeah. BLA is just another acronym mm-hmm. for the application that pharmaceutical companies prepare when they say to the FDA, okay, here's our drug candidate, this is for your review. That's correct. There's two types of applications. One is called a new drug application for small molecules, and a BLA is a biologics license application for large molecules. Okay. Adicatumab being a large molecule. The investors, I think, were worried, though, that the delay of the BLA completion until this summer implied that there were problems with the data set, or there were FDA concerns, or there were problems with interpretability of the data. But what you have to remember is that the fundamentals for this BLA are the same and have not changed. The eMERGE study is unequivocally positive. Eventually, the approval of the application will hinge on whether the FDA and their advisors agree that Biogen, with Biogen, that the ENGAGE study subsets, that's the other phase three study, and the phase 1B prime study results, that they support the clear conclusions from the eMERGE study. So the only thing that has changed is a one to two quarter delay in completing the BLA and then starting the review clock. Clearly, this was based upon what we heard from Biogen. This was driven by two things. One, the complexity of electronically structuring and completing all the various BLA components without error. And then secondly, which I think we all understand, is the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the Adicatumab team at Biogen. I know many of these people at Biogen, and they're very diligent, hardworking, and very smart scientists. And I know they're frustrated by the impact of the pandemic 
on them, their families, and on this BLA preparation. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I, I live in Boston, so I know that the media was largely calling Biogen ground zero uh, because they had a meeting in late February that sickened, I think, about 100 staffers. And then those mm-hmm. staffers went out into the community and uh, I know to the, the media Back left- to the office, back to yes. the office. And many right. people got infected. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So it's very reasonable to assume that that caused some delays. So let's just go back to this BLA and the rolling BLA, which is mm. how Biogen has elected to submit this drug candidate to the mm-hmm. FDA. This whole concept of a rolling BLA is relatively new, right? So perhaps investors just didn't fully understand this process, maybe? I don't think they understood the process, but it's not entirely new. Uh, the concept of the rolling review was introduced by FDA in 1997. Oh, wow. Yeah. So submitting in waves these various documents that comprise the application is really not new. The alternative to a rolling review is to submit the entire BLA in one electronic package to the FDA for review, but there are clearly strong benefits of a rolling review. Such a process allows the FDA to commence preliminary review of individual application components, as opposed to waiting and receiving one big bolus of application documents. And this rolling review process enables both sponsors and the FDA to work with, I think, greater efficiency to ensure the application is complete and ready for the FDA to conduct this deep and integrated review of the application materials. But what's important to understand is that in order to be eligible for a rolling review, the FDA must first designate the drug as a fast-track product. Fast-track is an FDA process that was designed a number of years ago to expedite the review of drugs that treat serious or life-threatening conditions and have the potential to address an unmet medical need. The purpose really is to get important new drugs to the marketplace for patients earlier. But the fast-track designation also facilitates, and this is the key point, more frequent communication with the FDA to ensure proper collection, proper analysis of appropriate data that is necessary to support a drug's approval. There's more frequent back and forth with FDA during the rolling submission process to ensure that the submitted modules, documents, data sets are in fact complete and will enable a thorough and integrated what I call deep dive into the application. So Biogen did indicate uh, during their presentation announcement that they have one final meeting with the FDA this summer, which they call the pre-BLA meeting. This will help ensure that the entire application is complete and that it can be electronically navigated with ease and that there are no major unresolved issues. And once Biogen and FDA agree the application is complete, then the review clock begins to tick. So that's some of those are some of the benefits of a rolling um, rolling review uh, with a BLA uh, um, application. Excellent, excellent. That that is helpful. So it looks like you know the data remains the data, um, and Biogen has fast track status. Also good. Um, understandably, some of their staffers were sickened by COVID, yeah. kind of like the rest of us. And I guess the punchline is it's everything's yep. underway. So yeah, and, and what you have to understand is that these rolling BLA submissions, they're not rare. I mean, all you need to do is Google rolling BLAs 
And the first two pages, you'll get the names of at least eight sponsors who've announced the start of their rolling BLAs. The, the other right. benefit of this rolling BLA and fast track des- designation is it allows the sponsor and the FDA the opportunity to discuss whether the application review will be prioritized. That's another FDA process. It's called priority review, and it allows for expedited review and review, reduces the official review time to four to six months when there's agreement that the drug represents a major new advance in the treatment of the disease. So I, I think that the investors that were listening in to the Biogen announcements didn't really understand all the benefits of this rolling BLA process and the pre-BLA meeting. And they were all concerned, and I think not rightly so, that this communication with FDA that they were having on an ongoing basis was due to some serious data issue. That's certainly not the case. The fundamentals have not changed. All right. So if I'm understanding correctly, the fundamentals with regard to the data are solid. The application has fast track status. Um, You know, there's a small delay because understandably some of the Biogen staffers were affected by COVID, Um, but all, all appears to be in good shape. So I'm sure Biogen's going to recover as a company. But let's quickly shift to the second generation therapies that are coming on the heels of aducanumab. I know that there is the view that these second generation therapies are going to potentially work better than aducanumab. Do you think any of the negativity or the disappointment in aducanumab is going to affect the advancement of these therapies? No, Shanti, I don't think so. In fact, I know that there are a number of companies that are already working on the next generation of drugs that will be potentially more effective and safer than aducatumab. Aducatumab binds insoluble amyloid plaques, but it's the partial selectivity that that compound has for oligomers that is actually driving the clinical benefit. Clinical benefit is not huge, but if we have a drug that works far better to target toxic oligomers, it should provide much better safety as well as greater efficacy. The next compound that is going to be available for review in a full phase three data set is BAN2401. It's a bit more selective for oligomers compared to aducatumab. So I expect this compound, once we have phase three data in two years, will show a modest but larger effect in aducatumab and also some better safety. But it's the next generation after that that will actually dip because of greater, I think, selectivity for the most toxic species of A-beta, that toxic oligomer. That will drive the strongest clinical benefit without eliciting the safety issues and concerns associated with either aducatumab or BAN2401. I hope that makes sense. So this is very helpful, Jim. And it's also encouraging for the Alzheimer's community to know that um, not only is the Biogen news good news, albeit a little delayed, it also means the second generation innovation that is happening around this is continuing to advance. So I I appreciate you explaining this all. Is there anything else that we may have missed or that you'd like to add? Well, I think it's fantastic to hear uh, from Biogen that the uh, BLA is now submitted in a rolling fashion and that uh, they know that they're going to have a pre-BLA meeting with the FDA this summer. And so that process is going on and uh, we are very excited about that. We're also excited by the fact that the Adacatamab data set supports the need for more selective and safer therapies. Uh, companies in the past had committed themselves to years of developing drugs based on old and adequate traditional techniques, but we now understand that therapies need to target specific confirmations or 
the shape of a misfolded A-beta oligomer. And to that end, at Promise, we've uniquely harnessed a novel technique that incorporates molecular biology, protein physics, and a supercomputer to generate more precise targets to go after. And that should certainly lead to safer, more effective therapies in the years ahead. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. Mm. And uh, we'll be watching this situation carefully. So I hope you'll come back and join us again. I'd love to. Thanks so much, Shanti. Thank you, Jim.